everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, and this is Chelsea, and I'm here again with Pastor Chris Lotzball. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're, he's joining me for some really crazy passages here. I'm so thankful. <laughs> Because we're talking about, well, the second Passover, which is interesting, and we're talking about three different types of offerings uh, today. As well, we get introduced to the Levites and yes. really what their role in this whole uh, process is. So yeah. we get to take a little bit of time with them. Right. So we are in number. We are officially done with Exodus, and we are in Numbers and Leviticus. And these books, I think, are classic um, drop-off-the-Bible reading plan books. They are. <laughs> Um, but something interesting that I learned about the Book of Numbers um, a while ago is that the Book of Numbers, the Hebrew name, is actually the, in the wilderness, which um, as we read through Numbers and we'll read through different passages, but the Book of Numbers has a great story. I mean, there's, it's things like this and offerings and laws and stuff, but it's also the story of the Israelites in the wilderness. So, And just to give the Book of Leviticus props. Yes, please do. Uh, when I worked in a Bible school, this was often our students' favorite book. Uh, and I think it's because it is so kind of dreaded when you're reading through the Bible. Um, and when you take it in its bits and pieces, it's kind of like, what does this all mean? But as you start to see God's whole story and you're able to see how this fits in, it actually is an incredible book that so foreshadows Jesus, uh, but then also really shows us how God is so committed to dealing with sin so that we can be in his presence. Wow. You already got me excited about it. <laughs> Okay, so we are talking about, in part of this passage, we're talking about the second Passover, which means that the Israelites, the Passover is an annual event, festival. The Israelites have now been out of Egypt for a whole year, um, which is so interesting because they didn't leave Egypt that long ago in our reading. <laughs> but it's the been year a year now. Flew by. It just flew by. For us, at least. We were not living in tents in the wilderness, but <laughs> they probably thought it was the worst year ever. <laughs> um. And we're talking about the Levites, too. And so as Chris was reading today, I was kind of looking into, I went back to our reading about when Levi was born, Leah um, had Levi, and she named him because she was like, maybe finally my husband will feel affection for me. So Levi means to feel affection for. And it's just interesting to me that God would set apart the Levites, and that's the name of, that's the meaning of their name. And you also talked about um, they stood with Moses. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they kind of had their job audition. Uh, through faithfulness, <laughs> yeah. uh, that when Moses came down after receiving the Ten Commandments and Israel was having a crazy party, uh, I don't think the text actually gives us the full picture says, of how crazy this is. It says pagan revelry yeah, in this version. Yeah, <laughs> don't let your mind wander too far. It was probably pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and they were making the golden calf when Moses said, who stands with me? And it was the tribe of Levi that stood up. And that is really what qualified them. They were And this whole dedication of the Levites, it's setting them apart for the service and all of this ritual and elaborate things that they need to go through of washings and, and mm. preparing. It's all so that people can enter the presence of a holy God. Uh, and you see just all the, the great lengths that they had to go through to do this. And I think really what we see here is that people who work in God's presence here, God takes it so seriously that they have to be different. They cannot be like the nations around them. They, they have to take this seriously to help be that bridge uh, to help other people enter the presence of God. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, 
Okay, so we're also talking about three different types of offerings here. Do you want to explain a little bit about what you explained to me? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, just to give the the 30,000-foot perspective of the book of Leviticus, what Leviticus is basically a document that specifically is for the priest. It's their handbook of how they're going to help people meet with God that when, remember when the glory of the Lord filled the temple and Moses could no or the tabernacle, excuse me, uh, Moses could no longer enter it. And this is how we are going to bridge the gap between sinful man and a holy God. And so this is actually a book about relationship. It's a book about how to relate with God uh, as a sinful person, but then also when you sin against each other, how you relate to one another. Uh, and really all of these details are we kind of get lost in details some, but this this was like water to their souls because they had to figure out how do we deal with this problem of sin that started in Genesis 3 and we still carry with us. Now the presence of God is with us in visible form again. So how do we interact with him? Uh, and the details would have been comforting to them. You know, we think, oh my goodness, again, all these details. <laughs> but how specific it is that God tells them exactly what they need to do. Uh, I think this would have been a source of comfort. Uh, and, it's, and these first three offerings that we went through and that we read in chapters one, two, and three, we've got the burn offering, we've got the grain offering, we've got a uh, peace offering was the third one. These were actually largely offerings of worship and relationship. They were voluntary. We will get to the sin offerings that are more mandatory. But we start with a relationship with God here, that these were things that people could do to enter into God's presence and to fellowship with Him, to worship. Uh, and they're really actually beautiful when you consider that this could be something to do to show your love and affection for the most holy God. Uh, we will get into all the details and things like that, but uh, we start with relationship. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think another thing that I think about when I'm reading Leviticus is just how holy God is. And he takes sin so seriously. We've talked about that before. But um, the amount of awe and reverence that he deserves. And I think sometimes when you just study the New Testament, you get a picture of a God who's just like, I mean, he He loves us. Yes, he's so gracious. And of course, like all those things are so important. But you kind of lose the fact that he is also a God of justice and he is creator and he deserves all the awe and reverence that we can give him. And we're not looking at different gods. I think that's right? one of the yeah. misconceptions that often happens, uh, that the God of the Old Testament is different. We see aspects of him displayed in different ways. And he just as relational as he is. Uh, in both Testaments, uh, he is that holy God that takes sin seriously. And sometimes for our human brains, it's a little bit hard to comprehend how all those things fit together. But in God, it, it fits together perfectly. And that's mm -hmm. why we worship him and not ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, guys, thanks so much for listening today. And we are excited to keep digging into these books of the Bible and um, learn more about God and who he is and how we live our lives as a result of that. Um, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Today we're starting in Numbers chapter 8. The Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron the following instructions. When you have set up seven lamps in the lampstand, place them in their light, so their light shines forward in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. He set up the seven lamps so they reflected their light forward just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The entire lampstand from its base to its decorative blossoms was made of beaten gold that was built according to the exact design the Lord had shown Moses. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Now set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel and make them ceremonially clean. Do this by sprinkling them with the water of purification and have them shave their entire body and wash their clothing. Then they will be ceremonially clean. Have them bring a young bull and a grain offering of the choice flour moistened with olive oil along with the second young bull for a sin offering. Then assemble the whole community of Israel and present the Levites at the entrance of the tabernacle. When you present the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel must lay their hands on them. Raising his hands, Aaron must then present the Levites to the Lord as, to the Lord as a special offering from the people of Israel, thus dedicating them to the Lord's service. Next, the Levites will lay their hands on the head of the young bulls. Present one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to purify the Levites and make them right with the Lord. Then have the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons and raise your hands and present them as a special offering to the Lord. In this way, you will set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel, and the Levites will belong to me. After this, they may go into the tabernacle and do their work, because they, you have purified them and presented them as a special offering. Of all the people of Israel, the Levites are reserved for me. I have claimed them for myself in place of all the firstborn sons of the Israelites. I have taken the Levites as their substitute." For all the firstborn males among the people of Israel are mine, both of people and of animals. I set them apart for myself on the day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Yes, I have claimed the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons of Israel. And of all the Israelites, I have assigned the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They will serve in the tabernacle on behalf of the Israelites and will make sacrifices to purify the people so no plague will strike them when they approach the sanctuary. So Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel dedicated the Levites carefully, following all of the Lord's instructions to Moses. The Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes. And Aaron lifted them up and presented them to the Lord as a special offering. He then offered a sacrifice to purify them and make them right with the Lord. After that, the Levites went into the tabernacle to perform their duties, assisting Aaron and his sons, and they carried out all the commands that the Lord gave to Moses concerning the Levites. The Lord also instructed Moses, This is the rule the Levites must follow. They must begin serving in the tabernacle at the age of 25, and they must retire at the age of 50. After retirement, they may assist their fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle, but they may not officiate in the service. This is how you must assign the duties to the Levites. Numbers chapter 9. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. In the first month of that year, he said, Tell the Israelites to celebrate the Passover at the prescribed time, at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. Be sure to follow all my decrees and regulations concerning this celebration. So Moses told the people to celebrate the Passover in the wilderness of Sinai as twilight fell on the 14th day of the month. And they celebrated the festival there, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. But some of the men had been ceremonially defiled, by touching a dead body, so they could not celebrate the Passover that day. They came to Moses and Aaron that day and said, We have become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body. But why should we be prevented from presenting the Lord's offering at the proper time with the rest of the Israelites? Moses answered, Wait here until I have received instructions for you from the Lord. This was the Lord's reply to Moses. Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people now or in the future generations are ceremonially unclean at Passover time because of touching a dead body, or if they are on a journey and cannot be present at the ceremony, they may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They must offer the Passover sacrifice one month later at twilight on the 14th day of the second month. They must eat the Passover lamb at the time with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. They may not break they may not leave any of the lamb until the next morning, and they must not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. 
But those who neglect to celebrate the Passover at the regular time, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, will be cut off from the community of Israel. If they fail to present the Lord's offering at the proper time, they will suffer the consequences of their guilt. And if foreigners living among you want to celebrate the Passover to the Lord, they must follow these same decrees and regulations. The same laws apply both to the native-born Israelite and to the foreigner living among you. Leviticus chapter 1. The Lord called to Moses from the tabernacle and said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you present an animal as an offering to the Lord, you may take it from your herd of cattle or your flock of sheep and goats. If the animal you present as a burnt offering is from the herd, it must be a male with no defects. Bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle so you may be accepted by the Lord. Lay your hand on the animal's head and the Lord will... will accept its death in your place to purify you, making you right with him. Then slaughter the young bull in the Lord's presence, and Aaron's sons and priests and priests will present the animal's blood by splattering against all sides of the altar that stands at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then skin the animal and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, will build a wood fire on the altar. They will arrange the piece, pieces of the offering, including the head and the fat, on the wood burning on the altar. But the internal organs and the legs must first be washed with water. Then the priest will burn the entire sacrifice on the altar as a burnt offering. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If the animal you present as a burnt offering is from the flock, it may be either a sheep or goat, but it must be a male with no defects. Slaughter the animal on the north side of the altar in the Lord's presence. And Aaron's sons, the priest, will splatter his blood against all sides of the altar. Then cut the animal in pieces, and the priest will arrange the pieces of the offering, including the head and fat on the wood burning on the altar. But the internal organs and the legs must first be washed with water. Then the priest will burn the entire sacrifice on the altar as a burnt offering. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If you present a bird as a burnt offering to the Lord, choose either a turtle dove or a young pigeon. The priest will take the bird to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. But first he must drain its blood against the side of the altar. The priest must also remove the crop and the feathers and throw them in the ashes on the east side of the altar. Then grasping the bird by its wings, the priest will tear the bird open, but without tearing it apart. Then he will burn it as a burnt offering on the wood burning on the altar. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 2. When you present a grain as an offering to the Lord, the offering must consist of choice flour. You are to pour olive oil on it, sprinkle it with frankincense, and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest. The priest will scoop out a handful of the flour, moistened with oil, together with all the frankincense, and will burn the represented portion on the altar. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The rest of the grain offering will then be given to Aaron and his sons. This offering will be considered a most holy part of the special gifts presented to the Lord. If your offering is a grain offering baked in an oven, it must be made of choice flour, but without any yeast. It may be presented in the form of thin cakes mixed with olive oil or wafers spread with olive oil. If your grain offering is cooked on a griddle, it must be made of choice flour mixed with olive oil, but without any yeast. Break it into pieces and pour olive oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your grain offering is prepared in a pan, it must be made of choice flour and olive oil. No matter how a grain offering for the Lord has been prepared, bring it to the priest who will present it at the altar. The priest will take a representative portion of the grain offering and burn it on the altar. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The rest of the grain offering will be given to Aaron and his sons as their food. This offering will be considered a most holy part of the special gifts presented to the Lord. 
Do not use yeast in preparing any of the grain offerings you present to the Lord, because no yeast or honey may be burned as a special gift presented to the Lord. You may add yeast and honey to an offering of the first crops of your harvest, but these shall never be offered on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Season all of your grain offerings with salt to remind you of God's eternal covenant. Never forget to add salt to your grain offerings. If you present a grain offering to the Lord from the first portion of your harvest, bring fresh grain that is coarsely ground and roasted on a fire. Put olive oil on this grain offering, sprinkle it frankincense. The priest will take a representative portion of the grain, moistened with oil, together with all the frankincense, and burn it as a special gift presented to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 3. If you present an offering from the herd as a peace offering to the Lord, it may be a male or a female, but it must have no defects. Lay your hand on the animal's head and slaughter at the entrance of the tabernacle. And Aaron's sons, the priest, will splatter his blood against all sides of the altar. The priest must present part of this peace offering as a special gift to the Lord. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. They must be removed from the kidneys, and Aaron's sons will burn them on top of the burnt offering on the wood burning on the altar. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If you present an animal from the flocks as a peace offering to the Lord, it may be a male or female, but it must have no defects. If you present a sheep as your offering, bring it to the Lord, lay your hand on its head, and slaughter it in front of the tabernacle. Aaron's sons will then splatter the sheep's blood against the sides of the altar. The priest must present the fat of this peace offering as a special gift to the Lord. This includes the fat of the broad tail cut off near the backbone and all the fat of the internal organs, the two kidneys and the fat around them near the loins, the long lobe and the long lobe of the liver. There must be, this must be removed from the kidneys. And the priest will burn them on the altar. It is a special gift of food presented to the Lord. If you present a goat as your offering, bring it to the Lord. Lay your hand on its head and slaughter it in front of the tabernacle. Aaron's sons will then splatter the goat's blood against all sides of the altar. The priest must present part of this offering as a special gift to the Lord. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins and the long lobe of the liver. These must be removed with the kidneys, and the priest will burn them on the fire. It is a special gift of food, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. All fat belongs to the Lord. You must never eat any fat or blood. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.